it's wonderful how how the American people display their sportsmanship. Thank you for tuning in to the Often Daunted Podcast with me, Burke White. I am here recording as I am every Sunday, uh, getting these often these off-season episodes out for you. Wanted to uh, go ahead, soldier up, because right now I am fighting through a sunburn that literally hurts to talk. Like, I'm an absolute warrior on these airwaves, and I appreciate you guys listening. So, without further ado, let's get into some national news. It looks like Dylan Harper got hit with the 100% crystal ball to Rutgers, uh, which is awesome news for New Jersey. They are now desperately in need for a point guard now that their point guard's in Washington. So, yeah, that's a big get. They get the number one and number two recruits. That's a, that's program changing um, if they play it right. Credit to Rutgers for being able to land that. Credit to uh, Ron Harper Sr. <laughs> Making him uh, stick to, I mean, just do good by his grandparents. I think the quote was, uh, the least you can do is like play close to home so that your grandparents can see you after they drove you to every basketball game you ever needed to go to. Uh, I, I think that's pretty cool of him, even if it is heading to um, our direct competitor. EA Sports has confirmed that the college football franchise will return in the summer of 2024. Uh, this is per on three. That's fantastic news. We need it back in our lives. That game is phenomenal. Um, just, just as far as gameplay goes, so much better than Madden, or at least more fun. It, maybe it was just uh, how... How much variable there is in the college game uh, is a lot more fun to play. And I really appreciate the fact that EA Sports is getting their shit together and finally getting me another college football franchise. Scrolling Twitter Wednesday night, I was floored to see Bryce James. There were Bryce James edits floating out there um, of him committing to Notre Dame. And then I only it was only for me to realize that that was Notre Dame High School he was committing to for this upcoming basketball season. I, yeah, I was like, hold up, what what class is this kid in? He's already transferring in Notre Dame? What the? <laughs> Notre Dame High School makes far more sense for Bryce. Um, something I saw on Twitter this week, guys. It's uh, it's off season. I'm gonna be just peddling some of this. Uh, yeah, it's not all gonna be uh, world breaking news for you. In a yeah, just another story on the national stage that I thought was interesting was Anthony Harris is transferring to St. Thomas University. That is St. Thomas University of the Summit League, uh, NAIA. And on Friday night, uh, St. Thomas announced signing of Harris. It's an interesting story for Anthony Harris as he was the uh, number 67 overall recruit in the class of 2019. It was following three years where he averaged 3.5 points and uh, just under one assist a game at North Carolina that he ultimately felt unhappy, decided he was going to transfer to Rhode Island only for uh, him to never play for the program um, in this last year. And he'll now be heading to join St. Thomas. Joining the Summit League after being the number 67 recruit in the class is tough. But uh, I hope I hope this works out for him. And I hope he can really enjoy this time in his basketball career. I imagine he should be able to have some fun. I imagine he should be able to get some points up. Speaking of putting points up, Purdue whooped their competition over in their European tour. Uh, going 3-0 and throughout. I think the last game, yeah. The last game they ended up winning 108-45 over SKN St. Poulton in Austria. And that was after beginning the game with a 15-0 run and taking a score of 61-18 to into halftime. Kaufman-Wren is looking like a monster, but, I mean, what's the competition? 
we'll see uh, how he can truly perform against Big Ten competition in due time for sure. Oh, I guess they aren't even wrapping this up. Uh, as Purdue will be playing BK Brno, B-R-N-O, in the Czech Republic on Monday. Uh, if you're listening to this on Monday, it will be at 9.30 a.m. So <laughs> if you were interested in watching that stream, I imagine it would be tough to find that Czech stream, but uh, good luck. While Purdue was absolutely dusting their comp competition, it was a little different for Rutgers. The Scarlet Knights had taken it to the wire with the Senegal Select this week as they uh, ended up winning a game 85-83 to after a buzzer-beating putback uh, from Antoine Wolfolk. There was no stream of this game. I wish I could have seen it. I want to see what the Senegal Select team is working with. Maybe, hey, maybe we need to go pillage that team. <laughs> if the front court is hanging with uh, Cliff Omorui, who I think he got like 16 rebounds in the game, but hanging with Omorui, um, yeah, I'll, I'll take a flyer on those boys. Let's go check out Senegal. And in this slow week of national basketball news, uh, I just wanted to take a moment to provide a little context to the feelings of those uh, still stuck in the Pac-4, thanks to the Twitter account at Board Geniuses. They had shared one uh, Washington State Cougars um, message board post, and I, I just wanted to share it here so you guys kind of understood the feelings that they may be having right now, because I, I think it's fat. I think it's insane. The, the, if you were a fan of one of those four teams just still stuck there in limbo. It would be terrifying. It genuinely would. I want I want Indian in the Big Ten. I'm glad they're here. Um, but yeah, I it's a it's a scary thought just being out there floating, wishing not having a place for like the programs that you've invested all this passion and time and everything into, uh, even as a fan. But uh, here you go. This was posted by Coogan Charlotte, and this Washington State fan said. The only other thing I would do while we are figuring all this out is I would call ESPN and Fox and say, guys, we are going to file suit over the following actions. Either put us in the Big 12 or better yet, unwind this moronic play. Put the four teams back in the pack at full $32 million, share, full $32 million shares plus Washington State University and Oregon State University at the same shares. Provide the funding for the buyouts of SDSU, UNLV, CSU, and others. Take Gonzaga and St. Mary's for all the other sports. And honestly, if CU doesn't want to come back, does anyone really care? I would also provide. I would also offer to provide the Big 12 the infrastructure of the Pac-12 network and have both conferences go to Apple for a streaming component and maybe agree on a scheduling alliance. Give us back a West Coast conference where our teams aren't traveling all over hell and gone. Coogan Charlotte went on to say, I don't begrudge USC, UCLA, UW, OU going to the Big Ten. I really don't. The long-term potential is massive, and I may take some pleasure in knowing UW will lose four to six games a year. I also don't begrudge Stanford and little brother Cal going to the ACC if it gets ND closer to joining the ACC, but I absolutely would not give the departing schools their media share or basketball share for this year. Oh, my God. That's just... We get crazy. Fans get crazy. And Coogan Charlotte is just venting here on the uh, message boards. <laughs> I just thought that was a pretty... Like uh, wanting to... Expecting that Washington State and Oregon State should have the same like the same pay as USC, Oregon, like even Washington. That's why we're taking them. Uh 
uh, yeah, I just, I just thought that was a little gem I found. I came across this week thanks to, uh, like I said, at message at board geniuses. Yeah, guys, slow week. This is going to be a pretty short episode, I imagine. Uh, but as we do each week, after follow following up the national news, we're going to head into the Indiana news. So let's go. This week, I wanted to start the Indiana news with a huge shout out to Grace Berger. Grace Berger against the Sparks last Tuesday, joined Rita Williams as the only players in Fever franchise history to record to record in under 25 minutes, 14 points, two three-pointers made, two rebounds, four assists, one steal, and one block. That's all-around domination right there, both ends of the floor. Congrats, Grace. Also, uh, regarding our women's basketball program and their alumni, I guess, uh, Sarah Scalia has said she has gotten good news regarding her injury. No real details have been released to the masses, but here's hoping that she can recover and get back at it. Um, She was a crucial role in Indiana's most dominant women's... She was a crucial player in Indiana's most dominant women's season in history, and we are going to need her to take down Caitlin Clark. (laughs) We're going to need everybody. Lastly, just Hoosier shout-outs off the bat. I'm continuing them. Um, Shout-out to Nate Sudfeld. Sudfeld the Studfeld. Listed as second on the depth chart for the for the Detroit Lions at quarterback. That was my quarterback at my, I think my freshman year. Yeah, just a pro. A Hoosier continuing it at the next level, and in football, no less. Well done. In semi-Indiana news, five-star 2024 center Flory Bidunga has announced that he is heading to Kansas. Bill Self uh, sounds like he had sold Flory Bidunga the idea that he is going to be Joel Embiid there. And it's a decent pitch. It really is. Uh, I imagine all the success that Joel found at Kansas and then just how it just never stopped as he hit the NBA. I guess there are those injuries, but so it's a decent pitch. And uh, Bill Self absolutely got the win here, getting the Indiana native Badunga. With this signing, you would think that uh, Derek Queen is the priority in the front court right now. Uh, here's hoping that we can land him. Looks to be a Indiana-Maryland battle. Sounds like those battles are going to be... Uh, more and shorter between. There's not a lot of news out there regarding Kez Glover at this moment. Um, as Kez Glover re-entered the transfer portal, and the transfer once committed to BYU will be re-entering the transfer portal after some NIL fallout. And it, the Hoosiers do look like a very attractive landing spot for him. Before I continue, I'm saying I'm good with the guys we got, but I, I'll always appreciate another bullet in the chamber. No matter what, we have the scholarship. Another guy to turn to, if nothing else is working, is never... I mean, I'll, I'll always welcome it. Trilly Donovan uh, rep- spoke a bit on BurnerBall.com regarding possible landing spots, mentioning Illinois, Indiana, and Kansas State. Regarding Indiana, he said that Indiana and Illinois were in very similar positions. Uh, one scholarship left in needing a guard. The Hoosiers are banking on a healthy Xavier Johnson and a big jump from Trey Galloway this season. The addition of Glover would give Indiana the ability to spread the floor and create space for all their athletic wings. I don't know if there's a lot of noise surrounding this one right now. Just uh, I just wanted to put it on your guys' radar. There might be a guy floating out there, and Indiana might be sniffing. But that, uh, like I said before, I'm good with the guys we got. I, I, I like rolling with this crew. Liam McNeely spoke with the HoosiersNow.com on his recruitment, and I, I just thought I could share a few few great quotes from it. Uh, Hoosiers now had asked, speaking of where you end up going to college, what's the most important factor in your college decision? Liam McNeely said, I'm really looking for a school that's going to help me achieve my dream of getting drafted and staying in the NBA for a long time. 
whatever school that me and my family think will help me the most. That's the school I'm going to go to. Hoosiers now said, Is it important to you that the team and the school you go to runs an NBA-style offense? McNeely said, Playing in an NBA system is very, very important. Using me in the right way so that NBA teams see what I'm capable of. Following that question, Hoosiers now asked, Do you ever talk to former Montverde players to try and learn from them? McNeely said, Yeah. I talked to both Jalen Hood-Shafino and Malik Renew on my Indiana visit. Hoosiers now said, asked, Obviously, your teammates at Montverde with Derek Queen, who's also a five-star pr- prospect getting recruited heavily by Indiana. A lot of Indiana fans are hoping IU is able to land both of you. Have you thought about playing with Derek again in college? McNeely said, Derek Queen. McNeely said, Derek is obviously a really good friend. He's my brother, so of course, I wouldn't mind playing with him for another year. I just wanted to share those those little uh, selected quotes because I I just really liked how they sounded to an Indiana fan. Like, man, you you have to hope we get this commitment soon. Um, not this commitment, just a commitment. Uh, it's nice having our irons and all these fires, but we need to get some results here. And now that the dominoes are falling, I'm I'm, I'm excited. I want to see a name. Uh, so here's hoping Liam McNeely might be one of the names to drop. It would go a long way in uh, figuring out the rest of this situation moving forward. In Hoosiers in the NBA news, we had the announcement of the NBA opening night schedule, and we will be seeing the Hood Shafino-led Lakers and the Jackson Davis-led Warriors uh, kicking off against one another opening night on October 24th. They know what they're doing. The Lakers-Warriors is a thing, but they know they might have a few college fans watching that game. Uh, they might have a few Indiana fans watching that game. I love it. I love it. I'll absolutely be t- tuning in for that one. Tickets for the Holiday Hoops giving in Atlanta go on sale this Tuesday at 11.30. So if you are listening to this on Monday, that is tomorrow at 11.30. If you are in the Atlanta area and want to watch us whoop up on Auburn, go ahead and grab your ticket. I wanted to share some words on uh, Kalel Ware's performance at the Nike Academy. Jonathan Gavoni uh, with ESPN and Draft Express spoke on his game a bit, saying uh, not many seven-footers who move as fluidly and have the type of skill level Kalel Ware does opening day for him here at Nike Academy. He went on to say, Kalel Ware was impressive in drills again today at Nike Academy, quick off his feet, finishing lobs, and diving out of a pick and roll, with soft touch around the rim and out to the three. It's got to get you excited. I mean, yeah, these are this, those skills camps. These, he's, he's a high recruit. He, do, he does those well, I imagine. The question was the motor. But as far as motors go, I think Mike Woodson can be as great a mechanic as any. So here's hoping all this talent can pay off and we can see it in the uh, win column. We need a hit on Kalel. This, this gamble of the, ta- the, yeah, the potential of this team. We, we need a hit on a few, and Kalel is absolutely one we have to. Calvert Chaney joined the Hoosier Hysterics guys this week uh, for just a great interview. He spoke to, in the interview, he spoke to how everyone is buying into a singular focus, uh, really helping this team make the gains it needs to right now. He said, Woody's vision is our vision. A few, uh, yeah, a few other highlights of the interview. Uh, he likened C.J. Gunn to Greg Graham with his abilities. He said that C.J. is probably better than Greg was at the beginning of his career, but that he does see a lot of him in him. In him. Yeah, he does see a lot of him in him. I love to hear Calbert say that Indiana is a true blue blood and that Indiana can get back there with Duke, Kansas, and the like with Woody at the helm. Gives me confidence because Calbert Chaney knows college basketball. And damn it, Indiana is a blue blood. <laughs> is a blue blood. Can't tell me otherwise. Until Purdue wins a title, it's a blue blood. That's a weird line, but I, th- I think it's just. 
the personal highlight in the interview for me was when he said that he thinks this year's team has more talent than the last two years. Uh, that being said, talent doesn't mean winning. I would say it most certainly doesn't hurt winning. Speaking on just how we get this the best out of this talent, Calvert said, you put in the work. You're going to get the result, plain and simple. If everyone is buying into that mentality, watch out. I mean, and uh, as far as I can tell, it looks like these dudes are buying into a put-in-work mentality. <laughs> I mean, Malik, we'll talk about him in a bit, but Jesus. Last thing from the interview I just wanted to share was uh, when speaking on McKenzie, he said McKenzie is one of the rare young talents that gets it. He says he's the type of guy with the want to be great. He said his curiosity and want to learn has been a breath of fresh air for Cheney. That want to work is absolutely infectious and awesome to see our highly touted recruit has that instilled in him already off the off the bat. From from the sound of that, I don't think motor is going to be an issue for, for McKenzie. Joe Lenardi updated his bracketology and currently has the Indiana Hoosiers sitting as a team in the 10 seed. Lenardi projects Purdue and Michigan State as number one seeds, Illinois as a number five, Wisconsin as a number seven, and Maryland and, and Northwestern as number eights. He has Rutgers and Ohio State listed among the first four out, and Iowa is in the next four out. Just wanted to give you a little heads up on where we sit on the, in the national narrative, in the national discussion. But now let's talk about Malik's offseason gains. Malik released a photo this last week, and uh, holy hell, dear God. Body fat down 3.5%, vertical jump up 4.5 inches. He can, my boy can my boy can knock out 10 more pull-ups and 14 more reps at 185. And if you haven't seen this photo, go ahead and check it out on Malik's uh, Twitter timeline, and you will be able to witness what putting in the work looks like. Jesus. It is awesome how they do the lighting, just like <laughs> they really make you pop for that second photo, but Jesus. Yeah, there, there's... Well, uh, yeah, if Malik's footwork is being utilized by this behemoth, we're due for a big season from Malik Renew. I just hope that, that he, he got so jacked, I hope it doesn't mess up his touch. God, good for you, Malik. Keep it up. In your culinary news, Buffalo Louis will be opening up a second location in Carmel. And I, I saw that news, I wanted to share it, and I wanted to use it to uh, segue in to a time to be honest with my audience. Uh, I love Indiana, and I love Indiana University so much. But Buffalo Louis Wings, not great. Atmosphere in the heart of Bloomington, impeccable. Wings, not so much. Don't know how much I'd be looking to go there for it not being in the book nook. That was me being honest with you guys. But like I said, atmosphere is worth the money. I, 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 still, I would still go, but not so much at a Carmel location. In other news, former Indiana forward Miller Cop has signed with Limoges Circle St. Pierre. Limoges plays in the French Pro A League. Congrat I mean, congrats to Miller. Continuing continuing the basketball career and doing it in France would be pretty sweet. Awesome to see this isn't the end for him. And uh yeah, France is about to get primal. Your last bit of Hoosier news for this week. I wanted to share that uh Hoosier Game Day Logger by Upland is going back on sale and will be available wherever Upland is sold this time around. I know it wasn't last season, but I think it's coming out on Monday, so I'm going to go ahead and grab a case. For novelty alone, those cans are awesome. Not the most riveting week of news for you guys. But after this word from our sponsors, um, I wanted to present my five non-conference games of the year for the Big Ten. Uh, just five games that I am definitely looking forward to. Not, not all Indiana, 
We're talking the whole Big Ten. So uh, please stick around, and we'll get right into that after this word from our sponsors. The Often Daunted podcast is brought to you by Big Banter Sports. Go ahead and give them a follow out there. Uh, go ahead and give me a follow at Often Daunted on all my socials. But I also wanted to take this time to say shout out to Baba's Steak and Lemonade on Rudisil Boulevard in Fort Wayne. I know they have other locations everywhere, but I just wanted to give them the shout out while we were here on my paternity leave. Awesome time. <laughs> awesome carry out from those guys. Great food. Go give them your money. I need more good food in my adjacent neighborhoods. And, uh, and you know, I want to keep the good ones we got. So go support your local, go support, support your local eats, y'all. That was, that was the sponsor. <laughs> they don't pay me. Just shouting out an awesome steak place. All right. This week for the segment, I wanted to take some time and present my personal picks for the five games in the Big Ten in this uh, non-conference schedule to come up uh, that I'm looking forward to. Uh, that have some uh, national implication that will be watched at the largest stage. So without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, these aren't going to be like in date order. I just kind of put together the five. I put together a huge list and then eliminated most of them until I got to the five. But first off the bat, I wanted to talk about Gonzaga versus Purdue in Miami. Or in Maui, sorry. That game being played on November 20th. This will be the second straight season that Purdue will play Gonzaga following Purdue's victory over Gonzaga, 84-66, in the semifinals of last year's Phil Knight Legacy Tournament. With that result, Purdue took their lead in the series to 3-0 all-time. And this this game is, it's Gonzaga versus Purdue. Purdue's bringing the whole band back together, and they were a number one seed last year. Impressive side. They're bringing Braden, they're bringing Fletcher, they're bringing Ethan. <laughs> they're bringing Mason, they're bringing Zach. Yeah, they're bringing Ethan. You always have to include that name, guys. He will be on the floor for them. So there's, don't be too afraid. And then on Gonzaga's side, awesome game to watch because Mark View, Mark View was able to get three transfers to reload his roster. And uh, this was following just after he looked like he might have been gutted, potentially. Ryan Nemhart coming in, Graham E.K., and Steel Venters from Eastern Washington. Just two heavy hitters right now in the game, and it's going to be a fun watch. Again, that is Gonzaga versus Purdue in Maui on November 20th. The second game I wanted to mention was Michigan State versus Duke in Chicago. Uh, that is on November 14th at the United Center. The neutral site game will be between the way-too-early number four Michigan State versus the way-too-early number two Duke. All-time versus the Duke Blue Devils, Michigan State finds themselves sitting at 4-14. Four and 14. This absolutely looks to be a battle between the old dog and the young buck. The old dog and Tom Izzo and the young buck and John Shire. With Kyle Filipowski, Tyrese Proctor, and Mark Mitchell all returning for the Blue Devils, this is going to be a battle as Michigan State is just bringing back just as many guys. Michigan State bringing back their impeccably capable scoring guards, Tyson Walker and A.J. Hogard. Also with the addition of Indiana's own Xavier Booker, uh, they stand to be a tough out this season. Not so much fun. Like these neutral site games, guys, I'd, I'd much rather watch them at the schools, in the campuses, in the tradition. But this will be a fun one. Speaking of games in hostile environments, the next game I wanted to mention was Maryland versus Villanova. November 17th, Maryland marching into Philly to play the Wildcats. Maryland returning with Jameer Young, Willard at the helm. Uh, Maryland's camp seems to be very confident that they are on the rise. Uh, with the additions of Jordan Geronimo breaking our hearts. It, it, like I said before, it seems like there will be a lot of Indiana-Maryland 
recruiting battles because Maryland is one of these teams that looks to be playing ball um, in the offseason. And I mean playing ball in NIL. Jameer Young returning. I mean, Maryland's going to have a shot all next season just on that alone. But Villanova is looking to come out strong this season after having missed the tournament for the first time since two... Ugh. After having missed the tournament for the first time since 2012, with Maryland sitting 1-4 all-time against the Villanova Wildcats, this is an opportunity to even score a little, chip at that deficit, and I, I like Maryland's I like Maryland's chances in this one for sure. I also wanted to highlight it because I think it's a good opportunity for the Big Ten to look good compared to the Big East. So don't, don't mess that up, Maryland. Speaking of looking good against the Big East, on December 2nd, Marquette will be heading into Madison to take on the Wisconsin Badgers. Marquette losing Prosper, um, but I mean, Shaka will be fine. With everyone else returning in his sixth man, David Joplin, uh, available to fill the void left by Prosper. And as far as Wisconsin, I'm not really all that interested in Wisconsin, to be honest. It's hard basketball to watch. But the Civil War vibe to this battle, uh, I love a game like this being played at campuses. This is hostile. These these teams have bad blood for each other. The all-time record for them looks a bit different than the other matchups as these teams have met up 84 times before with the record being 44 to 40 Marquette. The fifth and final game I wanted to mention, of course I'm going to put an Indiana game in here, and of course it's the Kansas game, guys. December 16th at Assembly Hall. Duh. It's time for some revenge. 84 to 62. It was sad. Last year was a car crash. From Xavier's injury to our team looking like a deer in the headlights, the moment seemed legitimately too big for the Hoosiers. This is the battle of blue bloods in my book. It really is. <laughs> I, I also, just the, everything that's added now to this game, I want to make sure Indiana can throw Hunter Dickinson the L no matter where he tries to hide. Kansas also adding Nick Timberlake out of Towson uh, just to alleviate the shooting that Grady Dick departure uh, that Grady Dick's departure created the Jayhawks also added Arturo Morris who spent his freshman season with the Texas Longhorns uh, just the year before that being named a McDonald's All-American with the series currently split at seven and seven both of these teams talent wise are stacked Kansas is far more proven at this point but I'm not counting out the Hoosiers here I I believe you guys I really do at Fog Allen it was a mess <laughs> it was a mess but at Assembly Hall, things are different. Um, that's going to be an incredible environment, and I can't look forward to that game enough. Of course, uh, one game that would be on here, uh, we don't have any news as to who we drew yet, but if we draw Texas or UConn, I would absolutely have chosen one of those two games as well. Uh, that Empire Classic matchup, I don't want the Louisville matchup. But man, if we get Texas or UConn, that's, that's big. A few other games, um, just to keep an eye out, I'm not going to talk about them much. There is uh, Arizona-Purdue and Indianapolis. Ohio State, UCLA, Rutgers versus Georgetown, Creighton versus Nebraska, Michigan State versus Arizona, Michigan versus Memphis, Michigan at Oregon, Purdue versus Bama, and Michigan versus St. John's. Uh, just a few of the other Big Ten games to keep an eye out in the non-conference. With with those Ohio with that Ohio State matchup that you, Ohio State UCLA the Michigan Oregon matchup. I am excited for those ones. I do want to see. I like seeing these Big Ten matchups before they're in the Big Ten. So, yeah, I'm absolutely going to tune into those ones, too. As far as this, uh, the entirety of this list, I tried to show Northwestern some love, but uh, their non-conference for next year looks truly uninspired. Keeping it short today, like I said, you guys, I am absolutely struggling with a sunburn. <laughs> it hurts to sit up, but I'm here. And I promise you, we will not get out of here without a little, little teaser of a Hoosier history hit for you.
This is your Hoosier History Hit. Your Hoosier History Hit for this week is James Watson. I just wanted to give a shout out to Dr. James Watson for earning his Ph.D. at Indiana University. Uh, Born in Chicago, Illinois in 1928, Watson would go on to become a molecular biologist, geneticist, and zoologist. And he would eventually, and in 1953, he would co-author with Francis Crick the academic paper proposing the double helix structure of the DNA molecule. It was thanks to this paper that Watson, Crick, and Maurice Wilkins were awarded the 1962 Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine for their discoveries concerning the molecular structure of nucleic acids and its significance for information transfer in living material. I just wanted to shed some light on uh, James Watson attending Indiana, getting his Ph.D. there, and figuring out the double helix is pretty sick. (laughs) It's a nice shout-out for Indiana. Of course, after reviewing James Watson a little further, he did have some disparaging comments on race. Um, so not the coolest guy, uh, but yeah, Indiana contributed to some major discoveries and I just wanted to share that, just shed light on that alone. Like I said, guys, keeping it short this week. Thank you so much for listening to the Often Daunted podcast. I can't appreciate it enough if you're still here with me listening. I enjoy doing the hell out of this. I am having so much fun with this hobby week after week recording, uh, just getting you guys the latest updates in Indiana basketball. It's been a pleasure. I hope you guys are enjoying the show. If you are enjoying the show, please feel free to give me a subscribe. Give me uh, give me a follow on uh, X, <laughs> on X, on thread, uh, everywhere. Instagram everywhere, uh, at Often Daunted. And I hope you guys will return to me next week, and uh, I might have some bigger news for you. Here's hoping. <laughs> Here's hoping we, have, we get some good content for you next week. I'll figure something out, guys. Just please forgive me for this one. I am sunburnt to hell. Thank you, guys. God bless. Take it easy.